0: Chapter 18. Holiday lights twinkled outside Victoria's bedroom window while soft Christmas music emanated from downstairs. She moved to her dresser and pulled out the string bracelet from Jerry. Ever since Thanksgiving, things had shifted between them, in a good way. He'd been exceptionally attentive to her, or perhaps she'd just started to notice. Did he possibly want to be more than friends? Did she want to be more than friends? No, it would never work. She'd be leaving for New York in a few months and had no idea where he'd end up for medical school. If only he'd auditioned for Johann Conservatory. Then maybe... It's Christmas Eve! Stella bounded into the bedroom, decked out in a red velvet Santa dress with white fur trim. Victoria giggled. Don't you look festive. I've got to be fabulous for my solo tonight. Stella scrunched up her nose. "'Victoria, you can't wear all black on Christmas Eve. "'It's depressing.' "'I always wear black when I perform.' "'Stella ran a hand through her blonde ringlets. "'You don't have to. "'This isn't an orchestra performance.' "'Victoria frowned. "'I know, but... "'I'll be right back!' "'Stella dashed out the door. "'A smile played at the corners of Victoria's mouth. "'She loved the annual Christmas Eve concert. "'Every year after the church service,' The family gathered for dinner and a show. Papa and Gigi used to host it at their house until the group grew so large they exceeded its capacity. After that, they'd rented the church fellowship hall and extended an open invitation to everyone. Church members would stick around after service for the potluck meal and show. "'Here you go!' Stella's voice jolted Victoria back to the present. "'I found this amazing red belt and matching heels!' Victoria laughed. "'Where did you get these?' From Adrian's closet? Stella tossed the accessories on the bed. A groan escaped Victoria. I can't wear them. Not after I told her never to borrow my stuff again. Stella waved her hand to the side. Adrian won't care. She wants the members of the string quartet to look festive. Oh, all right. Victoria slipped the thick belt over her black dress and slid her feet into the red satin pumps, complete with bows. Her sister eyed her from head to toe. "'Much better!' Louisa entered, wearing a forest-green shift dress with flowy sleeves. Her long hair hung in loose tresses down her back. She kicked off her flats and plopped onto the bed. "'I'm so glad it's Christmas Eve, my favorite night of the year.' "'Me too,' Victoria snuggled next to her. "'Are you ready to play your Christmas piano music tonight?' "'You know I hate to perform in front of people.' "'Don't worry.' Victoria patted her on the shoulder. It's background music for dinner. I hope no one will notice, Louisa shuddered. You'll be great, Victoria said. I have full confidence in you. Marie poked her head in. Are you girls ready? Mom says it's time to leave. Tell her we're headed down. Victoria rose, and the others followed suit. When she entered the hallway, she almost bumped into Adrian. Watch it, Adrian said. Her eyes narrowed. "'Why are you wearing my shoes?' Stella insisted I needed color. Victoria scanned her sister's outfit. A short, green velvet dress, which hugged her curves, was paired with sparkling three-inch heels. "'You think Mom will let you wear that to perform?' Adrian smirked. "'She'll like it better than Marie's jeans and T-shirt. She hates when we wear jeans to church.' Marie rolled her eyes. "'Oh, all right, I'll change, but only because it's Christmas.' She scurried back to her room and returned a couple minutes later in black slacks and a red flannel shirt. Arms crossed, Adrian huffed. Still too casual. Still too tight, Marie retorted. Jerry entered the fellowship hall at the church. The sight took his breath away. Poinsettias adorned each table, accompanied by bowls of votive candles and paper snowflakes. Twinkle lights dangled from the ceiling over white-tipped Christmas trees. A winter wonderland. Ho, 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 a jolly voice said as a man dressed as Santa Claus greeted several of the Pearsons. Marie threw her arms around him. Papa, I mean, Santa, she chuckled. Have you been good this year? His faux mustache twitched. Of course, she flashed an impish smile. Eddie appeared in a green and red elf costume, authentic from the top of his hat to the tips of his pointy shoes. She's always good, he winked. Eddie, Marie giggled, you look hilarious. He pulled a sheet of paper several feet long from his pocket. Looks like you made the nice list. Adrian scurried over. That's debatable. She almost wore jeans to church. (gasps) How shocking. Eddie's fingers flew to his mouth in mock surprise. But by the look of your ensemble, Adrian, I'd say you're on the naughty list. Jerry couldn't hold back a laugh. Eddie was spot on. Adrian stuck out her tongue. "'That's enough, you too,' Gigi approached in full Mrs. Claus' attire, carrying a basket. "'I need you to help me pass out these candy canes. Jerry turned around to see the magical stage with a giant Christmas tree on one side and a nativity scene on the other. A backdrop of snowmen and gingerbread figures adorned the back wall. His gaze moved to Victoria, who was setting up chairs for the quartet. A red belt accentuated her waist." and her red heels made him do a double-take. Since when did she wear stilettos? He set down his cello and hopped on stage. "'Merry Christmas, Victoria.' Her eyes lit up. "'Merry Christmas, Jerry.' "'You look beautiful. So festive.' "'You, too.' She moved closer and fingered his red-and-white striped tie. "'I didn't see you arrive.' "'Of course you didn't.' He clipped on a pair of candy cane cufflinks. "'There are at least a hundred people here.' You Pearsons go all out for Christmas. Yeah, she laughed. That's what happens when you come from a big family. I wouldn't know. He dropped his gaze to the floor. Usually it's just mom, dad, and me, and they're busy most of the time. She squeezed his hand. You can be a part of our family anytime. His eyes met hers. You don't know how much that means to me. A blush colored her pretty cheeks. Definitely something was happening between them. Marie plopped her instrument on a chair. Let's get this show on the road. I can't wait for our opening number. As soon as the four of them were ready with instruments in hand, Jerry plunked out a jazzy bass line to deck the halls. A couple of bars later, Victoria and Adrian joined in with the familiar tune. Marie grinned as she added the harmony, making funny faces as she did. They continued with March from Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker Ballet. Several of the young boy cousins in soldier uniforms clambered on stage and marched to the beat. Next, the quartet played Waltz of the Snowflakes as the little girl cousins twirled around in fluffy white tutus. One snowflake almost fell off stage. That was close. For the conclusion of the Tchaikovsky medley, Stella tiptoed on stage to perform Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. She moved with such grace and confidence in her point shoes, that Jerry couldn't help but admire her talent for such a young age. At the close of the song, the dancers and quartet members moved to a side room off stage, which still offered a view of the performance. Ho, ho, ho! Papa bellowed as he climbed onto the platform. Welcome to our annual Christmas program. If only I could find Mrs. Claus to lead us in song. I'm here, I'm here! Gee Gee bustled to the piano in her Mrs. Claus costume. Excellent! Papa chuckled. Now where are my carolers? A choir made up of Victoria's mom and her nine siblings filed behind him. The voices of the ten carolers broke out in four-part harmony to Santa Claus is coming to town. Backstage, Jerry leaned close to Victoria. Your family's incredible. Is everyone musical? Victoria tipped her head to one side. I guess most of us are. He gaped at her. All of you? She gave him a playful shove. Don't act so surprised. Gigi's a huge advocate for music education. He nodded. Of course, they're fun. If you think this is entertaining, wait until the next number. Victoria set her violin on a nearby table and grabbed a large gray sheet with a hole in it. Adrian, Marie, it's time. Victoria slipped her head through the hole. What in the world, Jerry gaped. "'It's a hippo costume.' "'You're kidding.' She wagged a finger at him. "'Never repeat this to anyone at Belton.' He raised an eyebrow. "'No promises.' Marie pushed past them. "'Let's get this over with.' She crawled underneath the sheet. "'I'm the middle. Adrian, get in behind me.' Adrian rolled her eyes. "'Absolutely not. No way. I'll be the backside of the hippo, especially in these heels.' "'Cherry guffawed. "'You're supposed to be what?' "'She shook her head. "'I won't do it. "'I'll be the front.' "'She yanked the sheet off Victoria "'and slipped it over her own head. "'You take the rear.' "'Victoria crossed her arms. "'No.' "'Somebody has to do it.' "'Adrian's voice rose. "'I'll volunteer for the honorable position.' "'Eddie must have snuck up behind them. "'With a flourish, he took a dramatic bow. "'Santa's elf at your service.' "'Great,' Victoria said. "'Crawl in behind Marie, and don't forget to act the part. "'Never fear, Eddie is here,' he poked Marie in the side, then took his place. "'Eddie, always the showman. "'No funny business,' Victoria warned. "'Now for the finishing touch.' "'She picked up an enormous gray cardboard box and stuck it on Adrian's head. "'Jerry jumped backward.' Two styrofoam blue eyes with pipe-cleaner lashes stared creepily back at him. "'That's terrifying,' Victoria nodded. "'I thought so, too, the first time I saw it. I'm glad Stella is the one who has to sing with it now. It used to be me.' He snorted. "'You sang with that hippo?' "'Yes.' "'I can't see out of this thing!' The cardboard muffled Adrian's voice. "'There's a hole in the bottom where the mouth is located.' Victoria waved a hand beneath the hippo's jawline. Hurry! Stella's about to start! Victoria guided the hippo to its place backstage as Stella sang the opening to I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Halfway through the song, Victoria gave the hippo a slight shove onto the stage, and the audience roared with laughter. Stella grabbed hold of the hippo face and planted a smooch on its gargantuan nose. You used to kiss that monstrosity? Jerry whispered to Victoria. She spun around. I, um, yeah. He raised his eyebrows. You're full of surprises tonight. What's the matter? She pursed her lips. Are you jealous? He gazed at her mouth, then back at her eyes. Maybe. His cheeks burned. Where could he find mistletoe? He took a step toward her, and she closed her eyes. A moment later, something shoved them both into the wall. The giant hippo had returned backstage. Watch where you're going! Victoria pushed the monstrosity away from her. I can't see! Adrian mumbled under the box. Victoria stepped back to let the hippo pass. That was, um, interesting. Jerry wiped his forehead. Yeah, it's... A loud noise erupted behind them. He spun around in time to see the table, which held Victoria's violin, topple to the floor.